Hey everybody, welcome to Old Guys Rule Radio, Season 5, Episode 7. It's your host, Chuck Olson. I am living the dream, and hope you are too. And tonight, we've got a special special guest. Or or is it just our regular guest who's very special? Uh, or is it the co-host, Big Derricky? I would go with co-host. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with... Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, used to be the co-mayor of Arlington, Danny Lakey. Danny, how are you? Covered party, and so I'm doing well. So, folks, uh, during the Super Bowl each year, uh, my friend will come down here. We wanted to do a show. Um live for you but unfortunately we, we were too much having had too much fun live with each other and play, um, play golf so with <laughs> golf and karaoke well some karaoke and some karaoke you know <laughs> there are songs we both do well or not uh and we ran into some characters we're like you know pet peeve of the week we're we got a great show for you, right, so yeah. rewind. this episode's got lots of great stuff we're talking super bowl we're talking UFOs. We're talking a little bit of NFL. Uh, we're talking a little bit of NBA because I'm a little mad at some of those things. And then we might talk uh, China balloons. So who knows where we're going with this episode? We're just going to have fun, and we thank you for tuning in all around the world. Danny, what's the only rules of the show? You'd be kind enough to share. Like us, share us with somebody, and by all means, do something nice for somebody. That's it. And... I saw a nice thing this week, but but got to get to the pet peeve right away, right? All right. So I I immediately um, don't like someone who's rude to old folks. Yeah. So it, I I can't I can't wait till I'm old enough to be grumpy. <laughs> Maybe I already am, but when I'm in line. If you're a cashier or a teller or a checkout girl or a boy, and and you're kind of obsquicious, I don't, you know, I, I didn't say that word right. When you're when you're really really um, arrogant to the old person trying to get their coupons or you know huffing your breath, I'm like, can you please hurry up? Literally heard that, and I walked over, and I said, ma'am, I'm going to help you out with your bag. what I was doing I didn't complain to the manager I didn't do anything I walked out that nice lady and I was like it's not nice to not be nice she goes that's right I wish you'd tell a lot of people that so for you you little old lady who I put your four bags of groceries that they were telling you to hurry up because you couldn't find your coupons oh, I, oh yeah I, I reached over and I typed in my wife's number that's the coupons She's looking for her coupons. There's no coupons at Kroger, folks. And oh. she puts your phone over and you swipe your card. She's looking for coupons. And bless your heart. Don't be rude to her. They're lucky it wasn't the old days when I told them to close their traps. And that's kind of part of one of the parts of the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm really sick of this whole, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. All right. So 
I'm not sorry about the Super Bowl halftime. First, <laughs> I didn't see it. All right. So, did you? I want everybody out there to tell me what they thought about the halftime show. Okay. I missed it. I, I really did. I, we went outside. I wasn't interested. I didn't really care. But that's okay. I have nothing against so, Rihanna. I'm just not a fan, and I well, just didn't care. I got a little three-and-a-half, four-year-old who's a dancing machine and a music machine, and she hears Rihanna come out there, and the first word was the B word, and she reached for her crotch, and she kept saying, you better have my money. And my wife has already hit the turn off of the – volume button right and i'm like and then he's like mom you know i like that song because we don't play a lot of rap around the girl right so around the daughter but i don't mind it it was just weird and honestly um i don't even care who you are if you like that show i think you need to watch some more of like spongebob and enjoy your life of um the, the newer Three Stooges, everything that sucks, right? The stuff that really sucks, because that sucked. It was terrible. So that's one. First of all, before we get into the game, before we get into the game, let's talk about that. <laughs> you didn't see that. Did you see the pregame? And I'm going to yeah. precursor this. Everybody out there, I'm going to tell everybody out there, this has nothing to do with your ethnicity, your uh, – this is all about the music and the performance – and quite frankly, um, my support for different ethnicities. So, did you see the pregame? I did, absolutely. And um, I've got to tell you, so most of you folks out there love me or hate me, I can come really close to that version that Chris Stapleton did. Yeah, I would. I, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge Chris Chris Stapleton fan, so I wasn't a really huge fan of that version. Dude, it, I, it I just don't like the way he sings. That's not my thing. It yeah. was on point. Yes, it was emotional. It was all of those things that us blues singers, not that like uh, me. Big Tom up there's heard me do that version 25 years ago for Cardinal Healthcare, and they went, "Well, it was kind of manny, manish, manly, right?" I'll tell you, okay. around the world, if you didn't like that version, I'm sorry, but that's so much better than the trumpet version for the Cowboys or a lot of these versions. At the, It was a very clear version to me. So hey, hey it you, was not an exercise. Top five ever. Okay. Top five ever. That's it. Hey, that's it, 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 it was not one of those uh, uh, attempts at musical vocals where they run up and down, you know, you know, so it wasn't anything like that. I'm not a big fan of Chris Stapleton, but his version was solid and on the point. Yes, it's just not well, my, my my favorite. So my beautiful mother, who was a musical genius all her life, that's all she did was music, would have told you that that, although she didn't like that country guy, that he did not do too many of those things. Because singing, right, yeah, operatic and real singing is not about how you can go, it's about how you can deliver notes with emotion. Yeah. But in real singing, it's no emotion. It's hitting notes. That's choreatic and, and, and operatic music is hitting the notes. So he played on them, but not the other one. So yeah. first thing, top five all time, 
top five all time. There. All right. Uh, Whitney Houston, uh, yeah, all these other definitely. things. All right, probably the best. All right. So second of all, I'm going to punt this over. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to frame this up. I and Danny talked about the other parts of the show, and I was wondering if we were going to bring it up. And I don't know, man. I, I'm kind of torn about the fact that for me, um, so they, 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 they had a bunch of, they had several other songs that were performed prior to the game. Yep. Is that a fair way to put it? Well, that's fair, yeah. So <laughs> I I I love them all. I thought they were beautiful songs. I sang along, I personally sang along with every one of them. But to be fair, I know they did. Um, God bless America. America the Beautiful. Is that it? America the Beautiful. Um, and I, I remember that one. And then they did. What was the other one? I don't. I don't. I don't remember all the ones that they did. I mean, they they did three or four of them, and you know, they they did the. It, one of them was the Black National Anthem. And I know that's where right. you where you were where you were trying to well, maybe go maybe not go. I, I sang along with it. If you haven't ever heard that song, ladies and gentlemen, it's a beautiful. Well, it started as a poem. It's a, it's a it's a very moving song, right? Um, and I sang along with it. I like that song. And I, but just to just to be completely transparent for those of us who families, friends, or anyone who's given for this country. This is not opinion. I love you all, but there is one national anthem. Of course. Of the United States. I'm getting choked up of America. That uh, my daughter asked, why is daddy standing up and crying when he sang that song? I've lost my brother and I've lost my dad. I've lost lots of people in my world for that song and for this country. And all the other ones are beautiful. But please don't try to penalize us for not recognizing any of your other songs. Hey, so so I wanted to throw this out. Yeah, I want, I want to throw this out. I was at a restaurant, and, or actually, yeah, we were at a restaurant, and we were enjoying the game, and it, you know, it was a sports bar, and there's a lot of folks in there. I mean, the whole place was full, and it was 50-50, you know, in terms of, in terms of uh, blend of people in there, right? All the other songs uh, people listened to, I heard people singing to several of the different songs, you know, and that's, that's just how it was. When the Spar- Star Spangled Banner stopped, now, I listened to all of them and I enjoyed all of them. But when the Star Spangled Banner came on, I took my hat off and me and my buddy stopped all conversation. We sat there and watched. The restaurant felt silent because it is all of our national anthem. The rest of them are great songs. They're not national anthems. They're great songs about the country and the people in the country. And, and that doesn't mean you can't love them. But only one of them did I stand. Or I didn't actually stand. I sat there and I, I took my hat off and put my hat over my Danny's heart. has been around me yeah. about 25 times in our life and that song comes on. Yeah. And even in my own damn house, I get up off my chair and I close my eyes. And I put my hand over my heart. 
Well, I was in a tall bar stool, so I was mostly standing. But right. I took my hel- my hat off. I put my hat <laughs> over my heart, and I watched right. as the song went on, and I listened to the whole thing. And and that was the only one that I took my hat off for, and completely didn't talk through because that's the national anthem. Now, had we been playing you know, in Canada and they followed it up with the Canadian national anthem, I, I would have put my I'd have put my right. hat back on. I would have sat there quietly. I'd have been respectful yeah, for it, and I'd have I'd let have it go. Respectful. But, but those are national yeah. anthems, and and you respect those of our country and other country. The others are great songs, and you you enjoy them, but you so don't please have to join old guys rule radio and yeah. celebrating those other songs. But if you attack anyone for not standing jumping on yeah. your your beautiful song, then you're you're not and you're not just wrong. Um, you're you're right over there on the left. Right, you're right. You're right over there on the side of the people <laughs> that don't really know what they're talking about. You're not right. You're That's, wrong. <laughs> you're not right. right you're, you're left. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I know a lot of good songs. I sing a lot of good songs, and I sang along with both of those. And my little beautiful daughter singing along with those other songs with me. Absolutely. Both of those other things. But I, I definitely and and Danny spent some time with my little sugar cake this weekend. Yeah, and she is something. She's a singer, and she's a hugger, and she's a big girl. <laughs> I got my squeezes. She will you and hug you. She, yeah, she will right away. You'll go, okay, all right, all right, I love her. Everybody in the world goes, okay, Amy, I love you. And that, when she was singing the Black National Anthem, and all of them with me because she saw Daddy singing, she just follows Daddy's lead. But if you would have attacked me for not jumping up on any of those songs, come on, man. The, the biggest issue with sports and the world and everything they're trying to do is I'm sorry to do this in the show. We are one nation under God. We are one nation. I do not care, Greg, Thomas, Dave, all of you, Danny, all of you. I do not care what your skin tone is. You are my brother's. In, in this world, and I will give anything, my blood, liver, kidneys, all of you, the same I would for Randy, my Uncle Bob, anybody in the world. So let I'll us fork not up forget. a kidney, but I'm going to go ahead and keep my own liver. Oh, dude, you just have a little piece <laughs> of so, Thank you for tuning in. Super Bowl was a good game. So when we get into the Super Bowl. That was a heck Bowl, of a good game. Enjoyed it. All I wanted was a good game. Because, I mean, we're not like, we don't hate that team right that team. no 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 i hate philadelphia i'm sorry man i right. hate them right. with so, a red hot we, passion I don't... <laughs> so we're gonna come uh, kind of keep it to a minute um i just gotta be I, honest man i, I have no, to be honest no no wait 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 that's cool hey that, that's what we should be because i don't like kansas city i think Mahomes is arrogant and i and i think he's kind of a jerk outside of the game. He portrays a great thing, but I love and respect Andy Reid so much that it makes me have different feelings for Kansas City. So my thing for it was is that it was a tale of two two games. And yeah, it first exactly half and second half. Shows you, yep, it was almost amazing to me because the difference in the game you usually can't do. They changed their damn blocking schemes. So you can change your offense and your defensive set, but it's really hard to change 
the blocking patterns and schemes and who's setting up where. Yeah. And the Chiefs did it masterfully to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They kept everybody off and started opening gaps. That's football, and that's why the Chiefs all year, they have the biggest differential, uh, first half, second half, of any team in the league all year, and that comes down to nothing. But God bless you, Andy Reid. And already gone, one of their coaches, probably even be enemy. Um, and then before I turn it back over to you and get a beer, I got to say, I got to give some credit to my homie. The talent-wise, I know he's got it. Love him, hate him, whatever, right? Right. That dude gave it up that game, Danny. Oh, yeah. You saw him yeah. flailing around and hurting, and he kept giving and giving it. And then at the very end, he went, all right, man, I'm hurting. I'm going to do it. And that's one of those runs towards the end of the game. You're like, yeah. well, no matter what you think of the Chiefs or Mahomes, or, that was football. If you – Folks, if you ever played football, there's a couple times during the games you win where you just got to go, shit, I think my – oops, sorry, crap. I think my shoulder's dislocated, but I got to make this tackle. And you don't stop, and you run over there, and you hit that dude, and you don't hammer him, but you get his feet and you drag him down, right? And there's about 30 seconds left, and you made the tackle, and you win because that's your damn job. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So, so I I agree with you. I thought that the the run just showed it was it was all heart and grit. It, it was balls, old. Man. It was old school was football. So it was old school football. Yes. You know, you look at some of the stuff in the seventies, and the guys got blood running down their nose, and they got their fingers <laughs> taped up because they broke them twice. You know, Roger Staubach. If you look at, for times, he would. Um, they they actually. I think they dislocated or, or surgically dislocated his pinky finger because he broke it so many times. So he just took it, basically took it out of the way. So it wasn't a factor. On his non-throwing yeah, yeah, yeah. But but so he just quit breaking it. You know, I mean, those are guys that just do what they got to do to tough it out to get out on the field. And too often in today's NFL, you know, I, I what the hell is turf toe? And why do you not play with turf toe? But Mahomes Wait. has got a high ankle sprint. Look, I'm kidding because I know how painful it can be. But I'm just saying, you know. But but that field was crap, bro. Yeah. So that field, from the get-go, people were slipping. I'm just talking about Mahomes on that last run – I mean, he just gritted it all up. He just said, this is what the game That's is. It. This is what I've got to this do. What That's what I'm, I'm saying. Do. We got I'm guys that go out because their pinky toe has a corn on it. And Mahomes, we know he's got a high ankle sprain. We know he's hurt. We know he's not 100%. A high ankle sprain he got- is no joke. No. They can shoot you up or not. And what happens is with any, with any serious sprain or dislocation, okay, this is sports folks who've played. Danny can attest to this. Yeah. What they'll do is they'll put it back in there and they'll give you a shot. And the shot will work for a while. And the shot takes the but pain away, but it doesn't bring the strength back. No, but it also wears off as time goes on. Yeah. So they can give me a shot at halftime. And then about <laughs> mid-fourth quarter. Depends on how bad it's hurt, but yeah. Right. And then I start feeling it again, and I'm still knocking people around. So Mad I've said there. a lot of good and bad things about whatever. I've never said a bad thing about Andy Reid, and I respect what he did. He changed that team, and their their changes and adaptations. Um, they, they they it was a whole nother ball game. So hey, and congratulations, I, I, 
I do want to go. You were talking about hating Philly and not hating Philly and all that. I have to tell you, it's the fans that drive me crazy because I just feel like they're at, they just in in Philly they well so. The Philly fans booed Dak Prescott. Now, normally I would understand it, but they booed him for getting the Walter Payton Man of the Year award because he did the most good stuff for his community, and they can't even celebrate that. That's why I hate Philly. I'm in the restaurant, and I'm with a a Chiefs, not a fan, a fanatic. And I mean, and he's full decked out in gear, and I hate Philly enough. I bought a red hat, not a Chiefs hat, but a red hat, so people would know. And a Philly fan came up before the game and has the balls to stop and looked at us. He goes, sorry about the game, guys. And then goes and sits down and I went, that's why I hate Philly. Now, I don't talk trash before a game, but if you do, I will give it to you after the game. And you know what I did on the way out the door? Sorry about the game, guys. (laughs) Yeah. And your mom says hello. She said she needed milk. And here comes the piss, right? So it was a good game. It was a good, you know, there were several things on display um, other than Rihanna. Uh, <laughs> so um, there were several things I found positive about the game, truthfully. Um, toughness, grit. Yeah. Um, and good for the NFL that they had. Now, I got to give mad props to the, uh, the uh, Eagles head coach for tearing up at, at the national anthem when he's standing on the sideline. Uh, he did an interview and he said yep. that he always dreamed of what it would be like. He said after he saw the Whitney Houston uh, Super Bowl, he goes, I always, I, goes yeah. I play that at the beginning of every year because I want to be in the Super Bowl and have the national anthem song and have something like that happen. So he was there and he, he teared up on that. So I'll give him mad props for that because I appreciate well, how much he loves I, the game I'm and the give, tradition. He's a like good, that. great coach. Yeah. He's a good young coach. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that um, once for the first time for me, um, before we move on, um, we got to talk baseball here for a minute. Oh yeah! Um, if you could on your computer pull up the changes in baseball this year, I know a couple of them, but I want to talk about them. So, congratulations, football fans! That was the third most watched ever. Um. I think it's because it wasn't the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, that's all I can say. Well, hey, when we're, okay, so we're talking about baseball, um, and I'm trying to remember. Uh, oh, did pitchers oh, and catchers oh, report this week? Thank you. And wait, wait, we we got to finish two more, one more topic. <laughs> all right. So they got a trade. Uh, they got a dump. Uh, we're going to about five teams. Ready? Okay. They've got to dump Elliot. Yep. They've got to trade Prescott. If they could. <laughs> trade trade Prescott to Green Bay. Bring Aaron Young over. Get him for two years, draft another quarterback. Yeah. I guarantee they'll yeah, they'll they'll be in the Super Bowl next year. I know. Yeah. That's a, you well, know. So now we gotta switch over. So thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Real Radio. It's Danny and Chuck. You don't suck. Uh, all around the world, especially our beer goals friends, we've got so much coming up. So much of an exciting show next week. Next week, we're going to do a UFC show. Sounds oh, good. Yeah, stars. that'll work. 
All right, so I believe pitchers and catchers have already reported. I think games start next week, or they start in about 10 days. They start on uh, the first The first spring training games start February 24th. Uh, the Rangers and the Mariners and the Royals and the Padres are all playing that day. Um, so that's coming up. I mean, baseball spring training is here. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Now, you wanted to talk about uh, changes. All right. Well, we got to pick. We got a pitch count clock. I know about that one. Yeah. I know that without, without being able to Google my phone, get on Google because I have my phone sitting over there. Um, I also remember that they've got um, the size of bases changed. Oh, what, Danny. What, what the hell is that about? Team, if a baseball team and a, and a soccer team get in a fight, what time is it? Uh, <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Who really cares, right? <laughs> uh, it's five after nine. Oh, <laughs> all right. You, uh, you mean a basketball team, right? Uh-uh. Oh, maybe I did. One, two, yeah, three, basketball okay. team's got five. Oh, Otherwise, it'd be nine yeah. after eleven. Okay. Hey, oh, I don't want to talk about nine eleven. Right. I just tricked you. All right, so, All right. Uh, yeah, so there's a there's a pitch timer. The defensive shifts are gone. Um, they they can't do those anymore. Well, and you know what? As a lefty, as a left-handed batter, if you can't learn to hit to the to the right uh, over into left field, you suck. And I, and I and I'm sorry. You need to learn how to hit to the other opposite side of the field because you know I had well, to I had to do it when I played ball. There was no, a wait, team because I was wait, a pull wait, hitter. I was a pull hitter. And there was a team that put the shift but on. But you me. aren't Mike Schmidt. You aren't. We aren't all-time great hitters. I appreciate that. But the fact is, is that if you look at the stats of, so there's probably five great hitters we could name right now that could pull it off, and there's probably five in that mix that couldn't pull it off. Because I know, I know for a fact, Tony Gwynn to put the ball where he needed to. Tony right? Gwynn will tell you if you're a lefty and you can't hit to the opposite side, that's your own damn fault. Gwynn would that's tell you, you that. Right. I think the shift was crap. I, I like that change. I don't – if you can't do it, well, it's not that I like that change. I, I Wait, wait, wait. I didn't like when they did, did it. How about that? Right, because they did it long enough ago. Where I was, maybe I'm still upset when they did the damn thing. I don't really care. And when you get up to the plate, if you can't put the ball in play, that's your fault. Whether they shifted on you or not, is that fair? I just right. didn't like the fact that they changed baseball like that. Yeah, no, that I, I, just- I, yeah, I don't like that they changed baseball. But my my whole thing is, as a left-handed hitter, learn to go opposite field. And and the crazy part is, is I was talking to somebody else. Now, softball's a little different game because the ball comes in much slower. But the furthest I ever hit a ball was to left center field. It wasn't to right center. Well, actually, the second furthest probably right center field and then to center. But me pulling the ball was never the furthest hit ever. My best hits, but my strongest hits had were always to, do to the with them shifting the infield on you, Danny. That was my point. Yeah. They didn't have to shift. They never had to do anything on the infield when you were hitting. They had to do it in the parking lot of the <laughs> pool next to where you're freaking hitting. Well, but, 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 but if they thing. shifted, even, right. even you know, if they shifted, 
when when they when because I had teams I do it to me. It right over there for a double. Well, if nobody over there. I'd go boop. What are you doing, man? Well, I played a couple of games, softball as well, men's but competitive league, and they had they were missing a guy. So they had a guy that was missing. But they had a third and that short, but they didn't have. And so I just go boop, oh, whoops, sorry about y'all. Well, oh wait, he moved over there, bonk, and I just walk in for a single, literally walk in, and I could run. But in Major League Baseball history, it it's changed the demographic, but it's benefited the pitchers because the yeah. pitchers yeah. are who are benefiting. So all right, so that's one. So they they got rid of that. And I don't know, man. I mean. I might flip a coin whether that matters to me. But now, here's a big one. Yeah. Pitch count. So, talk to me about your thoughts. How long do they have to deliver the ball from the pitcher to the catcher starting the first big yeah. season game? I, You know, I, I don't know. I and, and I understand why they're doing it. I, I'm not a huge How fan of it. How long is it? How long is it? 30 yeah. seconds? 45 seconds? An hour? Well, I mean... I, I think that. Hello. Here, I'll Google it. I, I thought you had your computer going. Go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. I got it. So, twenty-second timer with runners rule? on base. Fifteen-second timer with the bases empty. There will be a thirty-second timer between really? batters. Thirty-second timer between batters. Fifteen-second timer uh, with the bases empty. Twenty-second right, timer with runner wait, on base. Please slow down. Please slow down. Well, right, you're yelling wait. at me about it. I'm just getting it out there. So what is it? 30 seconds between batters. 15-second timer with the bases empty between pitches. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. So they, when they get the ball and the batter steps into the box, that doesn't mean the pitch count. That means how long the pit batters can get in there. All right. I, 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 all right. So, so, so here's – look, look. All right. So after an out is made. And another batter's yeah. coming to the plate. They got thirty seconds between batters to throw the next pitch. Okay. The, well, if the batter doesn't get into the box, they still can deliver a pitch. All right. Within thirty seconds. Okay. All right. So let me read the rule, and you can stop asking questions because it's a ridiculous rule. So here it is: there is a thirty-second timer between batters. Between pitches, there will be a 15-second timer if the bases are empty and a 20-second timer with the runner on base. At last check, the pitch timer had reduced an average game of the MLB by about 26 minutes. The rule, which includes the limits on the throws to first base, has also increased stolen base attempts. With the rule in place in the minors this season, steal attempts per game have increased from 2.23 at a 68% success rate to a 2.8377. The pitcher must begin his motion to deliver a pitch before the expiration of the pitch timer. Pitchers who violate the timer are charged with an automatic ball. Batters who violate the timer are charged with an automatic strike. Batters must be in the box and alert to the pitcher by 8-second mark or else will be charged with an automatic strike. With runners on base, the timer resets if the pitcher attempts to pick off or steps off the rubber. Pitchers are limited to two disengagement pickoff attempts or step-offs per plate appearance. However, this... Limit is reset if the runner or runners advance during the plate appearance. If a third pickoff attempt is made, the runners automatically advance one base if the pickoff attempt is not successful. The mound visits, injury timeouts, and offensive timeouts do not count as disengagements. If a team has used up all five of its allotted mound visits so you, prior to the ninth what inning, do you think about, I mean, this is ridiculous. So, 
What? So they're they're are they ruining baseball? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Look, I, I think I mean, that there's some things like I, I think you can get the batters up to the plate a little bit longer. And quite frankly, I think you should limit how long a batter has to get into the box because that's we used to call Mike Hargrove, who was a Texas Ranger. We called him a human rain delay. The ball is pitched. He takes a ball. He steps out of the box, he adjusts his right glove, adjusts his left glove, grabs his bat, taps his left foot, taps his right foot, sets the back back down, adjusts the gloves again, gets the bat, squeezes him, steps into the plate, check swing, check swing, check swing, wiggle ass, bat up on the top, swing and swing and swing and ball. Step back out, check the glove. Wait, wait, wait. You didn't even take a step. What the hell are you knocking dirt off your shoes again for? So I, we called it the human rain delay because it was painful watching him bat. So I do think that there's some things that they can do. But when you're talking about limiting the number of times a batter or a, a pitcher, and, and this has to do with an at-bat, not a pitch. So you've got uh, Ricky Henderson over on first base. Right? You've got a runner at third. You've got one out. You're kind of in a pickle, and you need to keep him on, on first base or you're screwed. And he's the he's the all-time leader in stolen bases. How many times? Two times in an entire at-bat, which means if you throw the first one before – and then you throw a pitch, and let's say, hey, the guy – because here's what I would do. I'd tell my guys, hey – make him uh, lead off big, make him throw, batter, take the first pitch, and then make him throw again, batter, whatever you got to do, take the second pitch because before the third pitch is coming, he's running because you can't throw on him because now he can take as big of a damn lead as he wants and there's not a damn thing you do except throw to first base and watch him go to to second. I think that's ridiculous. And so I get what they're trying to do, but wait. Those rules, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They're trying to speed up the game. Yeah, they're trying to speed up the game. And ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we've talked about this. Uh, they're 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 trying to make it a video game. Yeah, they're trying to make speed it up for the younger crowds and the TV uh, urchins and the people that pay the bills, right? But what they're going to take away is some of the genuine beauty of the game. Yeah, which is those counts and times you. You got to hold that runner a while, and um, times you pitch somebody out. Lots of things. I will admit one thing about there are some pitchers who they rub the bean, the bag, and they'll rub this. They'll get over. I don't have to be delivering that ball in ten seconds for me, right? Right. But there are some that we all know. For anybody who watches baseball, there's been a lot of them over the years. And from what I hear, there's more coming. Like, umpires might be eliminated in a couple years. Well, here's... Um, They might be doing... Oh, that's crazy. uh, Strike zones... So, so here's Better. one. So we talked about more strike or more steal attempts because of this crazy oh, yeah. timer rule, right? So in in addition to that, they're making the bases eighteen inches instead of eighteen inch square instead of fifteen inch square, and it says it cuts down four and a half inches. So you think of all those close throws. Now they now they're out, uh, you know, or no, now they're safe because the base is four and a half inches closer, and you can only throw over twice. 
and then at bat. And once you've done, so basically they'll throw over once and then they'll hold the other one and never throw over again to check that runner because because otherwise the guy could just start walking. And everybody who's ever touched a base. So the business to get in right now, Danny, is baseball bag making. Because it's going to change around base the making, country, yeah, right? Base making, yeah, yeah absolutely. Making, <laughs> because the, the, the several of the old-timey players are like, dude, we walk out there, it looks like a pizza box. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like a baseball bag. Yeah. It's just, They're so big that you could, you could take a nap on one. And I was like, oh. And so what's this all turned out to, folks? They've done it to the NBA. They've ruined the NBA. Ruined. Ruined. Okay, most people say ruined. Yeah. No, ruined. Ruined. They ruined the NBA making it a video game. Hi, welcome to video game baseball. They're trying to do the same to football, and that comes next on Old Guys Rule Radio. But thank you for tuning in, and we appreciate you tuning in. And if you agree with stealing the old pastime from us because they want to make it fast time, it used to be the pastime, Danny. Now they want fast time because and, the and faster I, the games are. Remember that. It's better on television. Time. I know I get it because they, they, they're trying to make it better on TV, and I understand that. And baseball is a long sport. But you know what? People watch freaking golf. And that can be painful to watch. I mean, you know, I, I get it. Yeah, there's the you know, the big drive is fine, but who wants to see that middle iron on a on a par five where you know he's gonna get to the green and he's certainly not gonna make so not really much is gonna happen. He's gonna get closer or go into a bunker. But that's not the money shot. So I I'm just I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna quote this. I'm gonna copyright this. It used to be the old old pastime, and now they're making it the fast well there you go so all right so thank you for tuning in i think it's about time for our favorite part of the show All right. All right. Ah, it got to the end. Hold on. Let me blow my nose real quick. Oh, it didn't catch the pause. Hold on. <laughs> let me stop it. Let me. F- B W E W R U N B run. B-W-E-W-R-U-N-P run. All we need is 10 and 5 or car and key and a sober driver. B-W-E-W-R-U-N-P run. You're dang right. It is time for our favorite time of the show. Yes, sir. So thank you for tuning in to Old Guys Rule Radio. It's the Chuck Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Danny Post Up. That's our new That's our new nicknames <laughs> around the internet. All right. Uh, hey, hey. How are you doing? Can I can I say you you started out the show with like a pet peeve and I got to tell you you know we always talk about doing something nice for somebody right so once a month we go down to the senior center in Glen Rose and we do blood pressure checks and we do um, glucose sticks 
And then every other week in the Granberry Senior Center, uh, for Meals on Wheels, they have a fruit delivery. And so me and a guy named Ron, we volunteer and we load the fruit in the driver's vehicles. Okay, so we load the boxes of fruit in each vehicle. And so we've been doing it for a while. And I mean, I know they're appreciative, but they don't say a whole lot. And they've, they've got a new girl who's kind of running it. And we're loading these cars, and we're running these boxes over, and we're, we're loading them in the car. And as I'm going by the main entrance where everybody goes in, there's a big sign, and it says, Produce Day, brought to you by Ron and Danny. And I was like, that's cool, because, you know, the drivers don't always know our names. They go in, and they check out, and they leave, and we're just the guys that are loading up the fruit. But we are volunteers. And something little like that, I was like, that's freaking cool. You know, just the fact that they recognized what we were doing. But it's, yeah, it's Produce Day. Brought to you by Ron and Danny. <laughs> you know. So anyway, just do something nice. It's pretty simple. All right. So back to Beer 30. <laughs> uh, a, great, a great addition to Beer 30. I was trying to get and the phone on my beer to go moment, down. Right. I was so stolen. No, really, really cool thing. <laughs> so the funny thing is, is that... Um, you don't get a lot of recognition for doing a lot for people. And the sad part about those of, those of us who give, um, the strong don't look for recognition. They just know they get. And every once in a while, just a little peep like that. Just a little, hey, hey, man, can I give you a hug for what? You've delivered to my dad's house for eight months on Meals of Wheels. Other than Westford, I go. I know. I do it. I do it once a week. It's it's Mondays. That's my Monday. I'm off. No, but he really likes you. You're nice. You just don't throw the food on the front door and leave. So, <laughs> um, I guess a good message for the show might not be um, not just be be nice, but maybe be unselfish. Yeah. Um, maybe give give without expecting recognition. So I did find a beer. Um, I, I got a couple places to go. Uh, thank you for tuning in. It's time for your part of the show. It's not toot my horn. That's awesome, Danny. And I can't believe how cool he is. I told him he's better than me. And, um, I mean, not quite better looking, but he's getting there. So <laughs> I, I'll I never have the hair you have. I've lost it all. Yeah, I've lost more hair than you've ever had. Great. <laughs> <laughs> right. And my granddad used to say, I've lost more friends than you'd ever care to meet. Hey, so, Kima Suprema, Texas Lager Beer, brewed in Kima, Texas, Webster, Texas, uh, actually, uh, 4.8% alcohol, kind of a cool, like, hippie face on it. Um, if you're into mushrooms and illegal substances, you got to buy one can of this. And look at the front of it. Because I walked by and I went, well, that's pretty crazy. Um, but the, the funny part is, as you'll hear in just a second. Here he goes. All right. It's really not a bad beer. Um, it's a definitely a keep it. Maybe not a drink it. Um, but it's – so it's a lager. So – Okay, I, I'll kind of phrase this. This will be in the front edge of the cooler. So I, I like this beer. It's just not going to be my love street or my favorite beer. So definitely, you know, um, I'm going to say keep drinking it. 
All right. Well, not bad. Not, not bad. Um, uh, I did have a couple earlier, but had a lot going on in the world. So uh, it's not a bad beer and um, readily available in this area, obviously. What do you uh, got, big guy? All right. Well, so speaking of the Houston area, I found a Carbach beer that we'd not had before. It's called the Carbach Weekend Warrior Pale Ale. Uh, it's a 5.5 alcohol by volume, 40 uh, IBU, which is a little bit higher. It is an ale. Uh, on the side, it's got checking boxes on there and the to-do list. Hit the trail. Yard work is crossed out and put next week. And then checked off, get wet, catch the game, chill and grill, and have a cold one. So uh, Weekend Warrior Pale Ale from Carbach. Cheers. I like that beer. Have you had it? It's a little hoppy. It tastes a little bit more like an India Pale Ale. Um, but if you if you like the IPA, uh, definitely a drink it. Uh, that's a good beer. That's really solid. So um, it's one of the few IPAs I could put up with. Yeah, it doesn't have that thing in there that about IPAs I don't like. I don't know how to right. describe that, but go ahead. Yeah, no, it, uh, definitely a drink it. So I'm gonna give that one definitely a thumbs up and. There we are. But, yeah, that I, just, I walked up and down, and the only beers at the liquor store that I had not tried uh, were all, <laughs> literally, were all fruity beers. And then I found that one. I was like, ooh, and that's a Carbock I haven't tried. But, yeah, they're the fruity no, beers, no, like the, that is, the that's grapefruit. That's, that is. Because I have to go to different places. I had to go to World Market to find this one. I've got one more for next week. I bought two cans of each because it's – we, we've done a lot. So thank you for tuning in. we got to get back into it. I want to dive into something. And this isn't sports. I'm just going to dive into it. I, you know, um, so tell me about your thoughts about the, bull, the balloons. The balloons. All right. Well, I think that uh, for us to allow a balloon to travel the entire country and to go over all of our most sensitive places is only a wuss in the largest degree would allow that to happen. And the fact that there's a bunch of guys that were standing around holding their peckers going, dude, we got to knock it down now. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I think I am probably more disgusted at this than any single other thing that has happened under this president. Now, I'm not a fan. Uh, and, and we've cracked on him about different stuff. This can't happen. This is a dereliction of duty. This just can't happened you can't let balloons so, do this and and i know oh well it's good anything yeah well oh, okay well i want to mention this so the reason i'm bringing it up is because this was one of the biggest scariest things and a lot of people haven't even heard about the fact that it had a trajectory so they called it a balloon but it went over this perfectly fine and very nice trajectory over where we have our Nuclear defenses. A balloon that they could make go where they wanted it to go. Holy crap. All right. All right. So, um, okay, let me see if you can get, you might get this. The younger, well, uh, okie dokie. Um, I'm your president, Ronald Reagan, and uh, I just have to tell uh, Russia and China, uh, uh, we are going to blow you to hell. So when you wake <laughs> up in the morning, um, remember, um, those are just balloons coming at you because that's all we're sending. We're sending balloons in response to your balloon. And no one will tread 
of the American people. God bless you and good night. So Ronald Reagan, that thing wouldn't even have come close to the United States. And then now there's some weird things. Hey, hey with George there. Bush, it wouldn't have come, you know, to China and Russia. We heard you. We, we saw your balloon. The whole world saw your balloon, and pretty soon you'll be seeing all of our balloons. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do something like that. I like balloons. You know, my daughter had balloons at her birthday. Not that balloon, but so all right. So here it comes ready. Yeah, I'll probably get phone calls, and I'll probably get uh, get texts, and we'll probably get uh, Hillary Clinton. Uh, I love you all if I disappear. So that <laughs> that thing that we took down was a defensive pressurization tracker. Okay. Tell us what that means. Just Let's just let that sink in for a minute. Um, what's this got to do with sports? Well, LeBron James made a big deal with China this year. Yeah. He's the all-time scoring machine, right? But yeah. he, he made a big deal with China because the NBA – Laid down to China a while back. Yeah, you don't remember that. By yeah, the way. no, he did. So it's all, it's all in alignment. So what happens is, our systems have to communicate with satellites and each other in order to defend our country. Unfortunately, if you can figure out how that happens, then you can bomb us. Right now, the majority of the world cannot bomb us because they don't know what frequency to try to block with their weird electronic scanning sending. You know, China's very famous for sending lasers and noises and beams at people and making them sick. Remember we had to yeah. get out of the channel and China yeah. embassy and all that. So if you know what frequency we carry our bomb dis- discussions at. You can't stop that frequency. Your turn. It, that's what it was. Yeah. That is what it was, by the way. Well, yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't know that's what it was, but yeah, it's gathering information over the country because it wants to know how we're responding to, how our defenses respond and, and where they are and what the chatter is. And but it, I, it's not I, just where. Everybody knows where everybody's yeah, are. Right. We know where all those are. We've got a bigger stockpile than anybody else. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. We, we know that. But it's how that guy's things go boink and sends it to that thing and that in between. Never. It shouldn't have. So then they realized what it was doing. Now whatever those other weird things are all shot down. Well, now they're just shooting everything down. Okay. So let's see. Uh, with Afghanistan, we had no That's plan. Five things have been shot down. Over the Canada or the United States in the last two weeks. So, so with with Afghanistan, we don't do anything until it's too late, and four service members just die, and we give up eighty million dollars worth of shit, and or eighty billion dollars worth of crap, and then people die falling off of airplanes because we don't do a good job of planning what we're doing. We just react to what's going on around the world. Why we would have, you say that is? Well, okay, uh, we have inflation. We, we have yeah, we have inflation. Well, it's transitory. It's going to go away, and we don't make any adjustments until it's too freaking late. 
Oh, our gas prices are going up to $4 a gallon? We don't do anything for that ever until it's too late. And when we do, all we're doing is we're hurting our national reserves and we're trying to bring it down until... Because if you don't know, gas is going back up. Why? Because we're not doing the strategic reserve stuff that kept it a little bit artificially low through the election and then it went away after the election. And so now prices are going back up. So we waited too late to do anything. I'm, I'm just trying to draw a pattern on things. We've still not responded to the things going on at the border. We're not responding to the fentanyl crisis. We didn't respond to COVID very well. And I'm not talking about making the stuff. Once Knucklehead got in there, they, they're telling us. Now, I, there's an article out now that says the masks don't work. We, you know, They told us that if you get the vaccine, you can't spread it, but you can. They didn't do anything right. This, this administration is a reaction active ministration that is going to get us all killed. Eric, Eric so, okay. Um, I got to tell everybody out there that's listening, thank you for tuning in with Radio Radio. We usually don't do political stuff. Um, it's been sports and nothing yeah. else for probably two years. Yeah. But I, I just could not believe that, um, whether you listen to the show regularly or not, that, um, that, I'm if you okay so so let me let me use one of my famous analogies if your dog's coming over into my yard I don't really care for a long time right and then his friends and I got about 30 dogs in my yard I got a big yard I got like three acres so they're not really bothering me eventually me and my family and dogs go to go outside. You got enough to give us a problem. Not enough for me not to eliminate you, but to do some real damage. Um, it is not conjecture how they have destroyed. So the first thing you do is you, they, they're going to, and that, well, we're already at that point. They're now going to start to try to take away our arms. They're packing the courts. If you didn't know, folks, they're packing the courts. <clears throat> they celebrated their 100th federal judge, and they said yes, that they're going to so keep doing it. The courts, and, and it's not that they're putting in judges winning. that are going to uphold the law. They're putting in judges no, that no, they believe the will be uh, left-wing and, and will, will rule over um, moral edict rather than written law. You know, I don't really care if you think that a murderer should not be put to death, but if the law says that he should. Not that you can't change the law, but if the law no. says a guy should go, should be put to death, then There's you put him to death. To, me, but they go, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Let me rewind that a little bit, just a little bit. So there's a plan how they make a country socialist, and it's removing guns, removing police, uh, and, and, and and mineralizing the, the population, and then they come in, and so what? That's that is the plan, and whether and I don't care how many of you real, don't realize if they take away the police, which they defunded, tried to, and now then they take away funding for the military. I don't care who we vote in next. And then we'll go back to sports after this. Yeah. If you vote, if somehow, I'm not saying you, Danny, or me, 
if Joe Biden is voted into presidency next time, I'm going to have to start going, hey, tuck off, oh, yeah? Hey, hoser, you got another beer, eh? Hey, oh, look at hey, you. You know, I, I, that, that's no that's a good a good deal. But I'm going to tell you right now, I couldn't do that. And, and I could never um, defect to Canada because no, I don't like the president. Hey, hey, hang on. on. Let me, let, please let me finish. I could never defect to Canada because of the president. And here's the reason why. You know I hate the cold weather. So for me, yo, que pasa? <laughs> you just got to let me get it out. <laughs> We're going somewhere warm, baby. <laughs> that was a good one. Amen. Amen. Good. Amen. That was a good one. So uh, religious, everything preps aside, we'll get back to sports. That was that was awesome. So I'll go north, you'll go south, and then it'll be like, "Hey, Danny, how you doing, Aiden? Oh, cómo está, mi amigo Carlos?" Uh, muy bueno. Cerveza, Eso. muy cerveza. No, muy cerveza. Baño, policía, muy dinero. Uh, all these other things. So. Having a good time. Yeah. Ha- having a good time yeah. in, in the in the Caribbean. I'm having a good time on the south side of the Gulf of Mexico. We can't yeah. get too close to the Gulf because the water's going to start raising. And that's Trump's fault. Remember, everything's Trump's fault. We'll lose the Trump's fault. Hey, hey fault. now, now I, I know we got to get back to sports, but... Did you hear when the first balloon came over and then they came out yes. and they said, oh, but balloons came over under Trump and and all of his people. I mean, everybody, John Bolton, who wrote a book labeled, I freaking hate Trump's ass. Now, actually, that's not what it was labeled, but, but that's basically what the book was. He wrote that book and he goes, that didn't happen. I'd have known it didn't happen. I mean, they they were just trying to go. Oh well, look, they, they, hey, I, I I cannot I cannot fathom how people can support anyone that that that's their only defense. Oh, uh, Trump did it. Well, look, if it was wrong under Trump, it's wrong now. So how can you? Oh, will you let it do hey, it? No. Old guys from radio. Great point. I'd have bitched at Trump for that. You know that. I think Trump spent too much damn money. So I don't think he's perfect. But I said that then. I say this guy spending too much money too. You know? I mean, wrong is wrong. We're going to start screaming for a new (laughs) candidate we support. I don't know. Nikki Haley announced today. You know, she's kind of cute. She ran. She was a governor. She was the the uh, the ambassador to the United Nations. Hey, hey! You to vote because of hotness. Hey, hey! Look, look! Now she said one thing today. She she did her announcement. And I heard parts of it while I was driving, but she said something today that was really good. Actually, a couple of things. Just talking about the geriatrics. We don't. She goes to lead us into the twenty first century. We don't need politicians from the twentieth century. And I'm like going. Yeah, this is like 2023, and if you were in office in 20 or in 1990, yeah, yeah, probably you're a little bit older. And and that's the thing, we've got the geriatric crew, and she was talking about that. She's and just saying the sad we, part about the geriatric crew is they're they're all having to go and step out, like California. Several of them are just. I make the joke about the best part of be, about being Joe Biden. Every morning when he wakes up, somebody says, "Hey." You know you're the president of the United States. I am? That's his best part of his day every day. Oh. Now, Diane Feinstein oh. apparently is retiring, and she didn't know it. 
And nobody told her, hey, yeah. She yeah, yeah. She, they announced her retirement and they asked her about it. She goes, I haven't made an announcement of my retirement. And then a staffer no, goes, oh, yeah, we did. I mean, this is how geriatric these people are. They don't know that they're in office. They don't know that they're out of office. They need to go. But, Look, when I'm 90, I don't think I'm going to make it to 85. But if I'm 85 and I'm in public office and you come in and go, yo, jack wagon, you're too freaking old. Get the hell out. Come here. I'll just come back to my eight oh, acres and go plow another field or something. Yeah, yeah. you're going down to Mardi Gras for yeah. one last run. <laughs> we'll be down. Uh, hey, at 85, go down to Mardi Gras and start throwing beads and going, hey, baby, show me your boobies. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come yeah, on, man. Let's Drink have a couple, couple four or five hurricanes, throw some money around, <laughs> end up in the Gulf. Yeah. Have, go out on the smile. You know, but you're having, well, you're right. And so, I, I, we've been talking about some several things, and we just can't hold this back. Is that as much greatness in his little time that Trump did is as much that I feel he could actually distract from the job and stir too much garbage up. Yeah. So I'm on board with. Starting to call out with old guys going DeSantis, yeah, twenty four. I yeah. mean, DeSantis. Yeah, hey, I hey. didn't know he was a Navy SEAL. First of all, yeah, served our country, and he's a Navy SEAL. So, the bad part about that, I know, I know a couple of Navy SEALs. They have that mentality about. All right, well, we've got to lose three million over there. How many million will we save? So, yeah, they're, 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 but also, they, they're not garbage. No. Like, no. Like, former administration, now or before, they're not garbage. Look at the history of his eight years in Florida. What's happening with that state? So, they've been very strong. They've been good. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to, Old guys rule political <laughs> and beer 30 and such. So we've got about five or 10 more minutes. And what do you got up next? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I'd love to talk about the stars a little bit because they've been rocking, but in let's, uh, let's table some NHL. If you haven't watched, it's been pretty good this year. Uh, I think we should talk a little bit of basketball. LeBron James got the scoring record and it reminded me of Ricky Henderson. They stop the game. He raises his arms. I'm the greatest of all time. And it's all about me, 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 me. And I'm like going, dude, how about you finish the quarter? There's 19 seconds left in the quarter. In the quarter and then do yourself. Now, I got to celebrate me. And that's a big deal. And now, granted, he is the highest goal scorer of all time. You know? Oh, hey, I, one more political thing. Because I was thinking about this today when we were talking about it. The people who don't think that this is a great country, right? They don't think this is the greatest country. LeBron James is the greatest goal scorer in the history of basketball. What's his rate? 50%? 43%? He He's wrong 57% of the time, but he's the greatest. What is the GOAT? You know, Tom Brady, what's his pass percentage? 57%? He's wrong 43% of the time as the greatest of all time? You know, how many times was Ricky Henderson thrown out at second base? Because he wasn't 100%. The greatest doesn't mean you're perfect. 
It just means you're the best out there, and the greatest is always striving to be better, right? Can I, can I piggyback on that? Yeah. So actually, what what the greatest learn to do um, is they don't not just are they the, the great what they they learn to deal with failure. So the biggest thing about the greatest of all of whatever you may not win every election, you may not win every fight, every interaction. But when you go up to the plate 300 times in a year, or however many times you do, right? It's like you've six. You've got to realize yeah. if, you're, if you're one out of three times, you fail the other three. And 60% you're percent of the time. 60%. So how do you deal with failure? And how, so people out there, how we don't want to deal with failure for our country. No. Danny's trying to tell us is that we failed this time. <laughs> well, so, but... But like they always want to go. Oh well, you know we're we're this we've we do have we had races? Yes, that's a failure. Have did did we have slaves? Yes, that's a cops. failure. Are there bad cops? Yes. yes, those are failures. But those failures does not take away from the fact that other countries have yeah. way more failures, and we are still the greatest country because we can recognize those failures and strive to be better every day, and and that's what that makes us great. Most- important thing that you can you can realize because if you are a failure in a China you don't ever get hurt from again bullets <laughs> don't bullets don't joke right my friends who've been to China they don't care about the conditions of their emergency rooms because they're state run and if you die they just throw you in a ditch and they dispose of you and burn you off. And then your identity and your life is gone. That is not, these aren't jokes. That's real. Yeah. As real as you can get is you think that it's funny to try to take away from this beautiful place we live where you can, oh, I'm going to claim a different gender. and Oh, I'm going to do all these different things. But there is nowhere else in the world that you can do this because as soon as you do, you're done. So the... The big picture of all of our show and everything else is is be, be nice, but it's also be you know be open, open your eyes to the beauty of this country and this planet. That I got to, the the most stressful thing was what temperature I wanted my steaks for Valentine's Day. <laughs> I cut heart shaped steaks, right? Awesome. So in the majority of the world, it's Am I going to eat? Yeah. Where am I going to eat from? So you, you cut heart-shaped steaks for Valentine's Day. I bought a waffle maker with heart-shaped <laughs> waffles, and I made my wife heart-shaped waffles. So, yeah, your point is 100% taken. I mean, these <laughs> – you know, what, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? Making heart-shaped steaks and waffles for our wives. That's not a bad place to be. That is not a bad no. world to live in or a bad they, country to be, live and, in. And if those are the things we do. All these yeah. people want to fight against America and fight against everything. So all I'm trying to tell you folks is that hundreds of years ago, we fought to get this country almost to where it's been. But there's nothing wrong, one, with real objection, respectful, and two, understanding that you 
The blood of the people that you, the people that laid their lives on that line for you to be able to do this, please don't disrespect and forget the blood of our forefathers. Um, Ronald Reagan said, and, I'm, and Danny can look. No phone. <laughs> yep, no, Google, no phone. Right? Yep. No phone. Freedom costs blood. And is only a generation away. Yeah. So folks, we're, we're there. And if you want to believe that you're upset because we popped the Japanese balloon. Um, <laughs> Chinese balloon. Oh, every type of balloon. Yeah. Pop them all. They're all over. Um, I mean, 99 love balloons. You know, blow, blow them all up. <laughs> Hey, I, and I'm I'm 100 with you. If if somebody wants to send a balloon over our country, we need to knock it down. I really don't give a crap. I don't give a crap if it's, if it's your balloon, you know. Because as soon as we stop doing it, one of those balloons is going to collapse and fall, and it's going to have a nuclear warhead on it, and we're right, not going to know where the and we're not going to know where it came from because we didn't That's bother it. to stop them from coming in. It, you know, it again, it, it just goes back to everything else. So, hey, um, it's just I, like pest control. Yeah, if you don't let me spray your house. And then the roaches and bugs start coming back in. And you know, ah, why didn't you do it? You didn't let me spray last two months ago. Well, now I've got roaches everywhere. I understand. You, it's a, it's a series of defense. It's pest defense. Yeah. We defend you against roaches and pests. If you stop us from doing so, you layman bozos. I got to tell you, this is the word I got to send out to about half of the people in America. You're a bunch of bozos. Yeah. You <laughs> freaking bozos. Have you ever looked in the mirror and didn't see your red hair and nose? You stupid bozo. You don't you how could you not realize you're a bozo? I'm up on there. I, I swear. For those of you who remember Bozo. Bozo the clown, yeah. Yes. He's a disrespectful clown who was really kind of rude. Yeah, making, uh, yeah. you know, balloon weenies or something. Everybody, <laughs> everybody hates that clown. <laughs> That's right. I want to see Joe Biden with that wig and that nose on his face because he's a freaking bozo. <laughs> hey, hey, you, but, 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 like but if, you, if you say you want to see him in those crazy shoes, then somebody's going to yeah. accuse you uh, of wanting him, uh, him uh, to fall over and die because his old ass couldn't walk in those shoes because he shuffles oh, his no. feet. He couldn't he shuffle his, He couldn't he shuffle those 45s that Bozo wore. <laughs> Dude, I probably couldn't. Did y'all see the pants photo? Or evidently he had his pants turned on backwards. Biden? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, no. So it might have been edited. I don't know. See, I don't know the story. <laughs> but, but, but if you Google it right now, you'll find it real quick. There we go. So Google Google Biden wearing his pants backwards and see if that's a thing. Because I'm not that's, sure. You know, that's the well, rumor. Whether or not it's a thing, I, I, I would like to be able to be a bubble and bozo and run run my, oh my little 50-person company and go, hey, Hey guys, I got to talk to you today. Uh, polka dots and rainbows, and then donuts for everybody, and then walk off. And they'd be like, "What the hell?" Is that? <laughs> hey, hey, Chuck, I, dude, I'm literally uh, trying to put the cherry on top of the cake. So if you haven't seen it, just Google it. And talk about whatever you're talking about. And just Google it real quick, dude. 
And I'll, I see, I don't know if it was photoshopped or not because it easily <laughs> could have been. I have no idea. Did you catch all that? Because I hope it looks like it yeah. recorded. All right, good. Okay. I got most of it. So right. <laughs> I got to tell you all and remind you all again. My uh, rest his soul. My my army veteran brother Matt was a sergeant of arms in Dover, Delaware's VFW, and he invited me out for a party. They were having their big annual fundraiser. And I go in there and I walk in. I was pretty jacked up, man. I was a police officer, a deputy sheriff. And the girls weren't paying me much attention. And they were paying this one guy, medium build, medium hair, you know, kind of lousy looking. And my brother finally sees me. I had about three beers, about three cigarettes. He walks over and says, hey, bro. And we slam in each other and wrestle around a minute. And he's like, I was like, who's that dude? <laughs> like, what? And I go, that guy's a hound, man. Every waitress, every girl in there, he's squeezing on. He's slapping tushes. He goes, oh, you. And you he gets old away Joe? with it. Oh, my God. Are you serious? He gets away with no, it? No, he's like, you mean old Joe? I was like, he's been our senator for 30 years in Dover, Delaware. Yeah. I was like, that's all. He's like, that's old Joe. Oh, no. He's just wow. our senator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I walk Senator. over to him. Oh, oh I was yeah. like, hey, Jim. I walk over. I was like, hello, sir, man. You're awesome, dude. And he gave me one of those handshakes. Like, first of all, it was really pussy wimped, right? Dead, dead so fish. So one of those handshakes, like, right. You're like, uh, But he didn't even want to make eye contact with me. And he's like, hey, hey, he looks right away from me right away. Just kind of grabs my hand like an old, one of those old, old woman handshakes. And he wasn't that old. <laughs> You know, grab your hand kind of sideways and go, oh, yeah, nice to see you. And he goes walking off. And I'm like, that's it? That's all I get? Dude, I, I'm fighting for our country every couple of months. Over so, anyway, that yes, I Chuck, met the Chuck friend. was looking yeah. for some energy. He was, dude. <laughs> Start out. All right. Oh, no. Well, he couldn't. Maybe he couldn't. Maybe he couldn't. He didn't feel he could hook up with me energy, and maybe that's why he didn't want to be around me. Yeah. Because I didn't give him that one. So. Yeah, yeah, but still, uh, you still have a, as a gentleman, you still have a firm handshake, and, and you know what is good, and you know what is bad, right? It's, well, it's either 51% or 49%. It's, it's, not, it's not the no, other. It's that not, was it's 0%. He went, he went <laughs> sniffing around girls the whole time. I watched him sniff around girls. I was like, that dude's a hound. That dude's a hound. I've never been over him. Like Sniffing that. her hair. But I've never, been a, I've never been a senator in a state for 30 years. Yeah. All right. So if we're talking, if we're going to get back onto sports, which we haven't yet. Yeah. Um, so when does. Last, last topic. Yeah. When does the XFL start? So XFL starting in what? Three weeks? I, I'm not sure. But yeah. Uh, all right. So. Um, We've got some big things coming up. So, uh, February 24th, baseball kicks off spring training. So, yep. that's going. Um, and Grom is hurt already for the Rangers. So, that really stinks. We've got the XF, XS, XFL coming up, which ought to be exciting. NHL is going to be in the second half. So is the NBA. we got playoffs coming up there. But in between that, we're going to have March Madness. So there's going to be a lot of great sports to talk about. Although this week March was a little bit Madness. dead. Yeah. Although this week's a little bit dead. We talk about, you know, we got the, the closure of the NFL season. we got the uh, Super Bowl we got to talk about. XFL, yeah. February 18th. Yeah. February so that's next 18th, week. XFL. NASCAR next, next Sunday is uh, – 
the Daytona 500. So lots of big sports coming up. And then uh, we're in the middle of the um, uh, the soccer season, the Premier League over in Europe. Premier so League. we've got that to deal with. So And then with uh, next week, I think we're going to do some talks, you said, on um, uh, MMA. So yeah, well, we got to touch. I got to tell you one story. There was two gigantic championship fights this weekend. Yeah, there were. And I had the, I had the great pleasure of uh, first of all, <laughs> actually parred like three, three, two or three, maybe three golf holes. I hit par playing against a big fella, two in a row. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So um, I, I will tell you, I got to spend time with the best looking guy on the planet. <laughs> but the funny thing is, is that I'm an I used to train and do all this stuff, but there were two big fights. It wasn't like, but bless your heart, Danny, <laughs> you at least tried to stay away. <laughs> and so I got the fights on, like, dude, dude, dude. And you're like, oh, it looks like that black dude's going, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, he's doing good. Like, Wait, what happened? What happened? Why is he, why is he putting in the fight? So um, there were a couple of big championship fights. Um, there's a big one coming up. And I'm going to talk about this one on the show. Uh, John Jones, uh, if you remember, you probably, even if you're a lighthearted follower, John Jones with the light heavyweight championship, probably the, one of the greatest fighters of all time, but he keeps screwing up. He keeps getting arrested or getting busted for drugs. And no, no disrespect to him or whatever, right. but he's fighting again in the UFC and this is for the heavyweight championship against Cyril Gaon, and he's kind of a big beast. Um, but it's got a good storyline because Jones was suspended again, been out of the sport, back in the sport, and nobody can really keep up with this big fella again. <laughs> so it'll be a good fight. That's on February 4th. Um, last week's fights were, were – were, were proof. If you can bring up the names, Danny, real quick. I can't. Um, I'm having I know computer that, problems. <laughs> all right. So I had them brought up earlier. Yeah. But the thing about when you get in the ring with somebody, because I've been there a lot, um, is if you're up against a, a jiu-jitsu fighter, they know how to grab you and grapple. That's When they get weak or tired or hurt, they grab onto you. And Danny saw this like two or, two or three of the fights straight every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Every time one of the guys got stunned or they'd start snatching onto you and you can't get them off you unless you break them or dirty shot them. And even if you're stronger than them, so it was really cool that he got to see what I used to hate. <laughs> there's times where bigger, stronger, smarter, more capable. But another story about fighting, folks, if you're a right-handed fighter with a big right hand, and you're fighting a left-handed fighter, you've got to fight dirty. That's it. Because they have an advantage over every one of your power punches. So I'll remember that if you and I ever get in a fight since you were a righty and no, I'm a lefty. I'll, I'll, dude, you're going to fight dirty. I'll hit you in that one knee. No, I'll, I'll hit you in that one knee. Beep. <laughs> five times. Beep. Fair enough. Beep, ah, yeah. bastard. There you go. Beep. All right. I'll stop that right there. Hey, I see it right now. Keep the beep. face pretty. Go for the knee, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Dad taught me. This is funny. You go to fight three guys. Who do you pick to fight, guys? You pick the ugly, broke up guy like me, or do you pick the pretty face guy like Danny? <laughs> are, you, are you fucking serious? You go after the ugly, broke guy because he's the one that's going to kick your butt if you don't start there. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, if you got a fight with somebody, go pick the one on the crown with a pretty, pop him in the beak. And be like, ah, my beak, my beak. Fights over you kind of get. You got some other guys I've got 20 scars in his face. What was that, dude? That was only five points. He starts rubbing the arms. So that's the old school, one of my old school stories. Oh, another one. I'll throw one out for the crowd again. So if you're rebuilding a house and you repaint it, granddad told me, you could paint a turd green, but it's never going to be a pickle. That's right. Never going to be a pickle. See, you can meet a girl, and you can dress her up, and you can take uh, that Queen Sevens girl to any problem you want to at 300 pounds. She, she ain't ever going to like your pickle. hey <laughs> All right, that was a little edgy there. Sorry about that. That's right. Into oh, the show. That was badass. Most people probably checked out by now. <laughs> yeah, I know. They probably did. But the thing about wow. fighting with people is really you gotta you gotta be you, you always take care of yourself and and you always there's there there's a tell I'll tell you a training people that are fucking listening right now because <laughs> okay. I'm in here yeah. I can be in my room and watch TV but I'm not. So I got my uh, brother-in-law in here. He said he said he's representing ten 20, of our fans. I got 23 messages from people listening last week. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah, he, he so said he's I representing said, 10. Yeah, 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 he could be somewhere else, just somewhere else, but he came in here to be with 50. us. It's, it's oh. 50 now. Yeah, now it's 50. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. going up. Um, there's a technique called rat technique. Um, I was trained back in the day, and it's a pretty good way to survive if you have to. It's all about survival. Um, and God bless everybody out there, and God bless you all. Um, and I want to send all our loves and prayers to the 20,000 people yeah. who died uh, <clears throat> Syria and on. yeah Syria and uh, Turkey Turkey through the, Syria. yeah it's yeah, crazy stuff the numbers have gone uh, but yes definitely no definitely. there's no way we could ever send enough money over there instead we're sending our money to Ukraine to fight Russia so um, let's send our money over there to rescue some real people in need or, or we could just God send them, or we could just send them over to put the fires out that they started on that train. <laughs> well, Chuck, so. Chuck, Chuck, uh, the country you're talking about, I guarantee you, we already sent them aid. We already you know, sent them money. So. We've already sent them aid. We've already sent them money. So, yeah. Well, I, I think if that one dude was alive again, that uh, kind of that singer, the Band Aid, we could send him the Band Aid. Start singing for that country, and their voices would be heard, and then everybody would really be helped because we are the world, we are the champion. Oh, Bobby Jackson was in that video. There's a bunch of Boy George Sugar Feet sing, and Michael Jackson was so awesome. Start singing, and we send that. That's what we send. That's what we send. That's a way to cure everything. Michael Jackson. Hey Chuck, I got real uh, one quick question. Did you yeah. know that uh, Eddie Van Halen uh, played uh, guitar on uh, at least two of Michael Jackson's songs? Eddie, Eddie Van Halen played guitar on two of Michael Jackson's songs. It, it was "Beat It" and, and I think something else. "Beat It" but, and but, wow, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'll have to look that up. But that's pretty crazy. I, and and then you got now he, he's dead now, but you want to go Eddie. What were you thinking? Well, no, I, well, I guess they're they're all kind of doing that, uh, playing, they're, they're jamming up in heaven, because because yeah. uh, I know uh, well, and I'll be up there with them. I played right, the Chuck Monica. 
Right. Uh, uh, Daryl thinks Cheers, Ma- Michael Jackson is cool. So there we go. So Michael like, Jackson's I, I, cool. I, I, from I like, I like his music. All right, there okay. we go. So, well, with that, we'll go out, man. God bless you. Cheers. Hey, God bless. All right. Here, wait. Down by the old mill tree, she showed her thi- right. her thingy to me. Oh. It was <laughs> curly and black. Curly and black. <laughs> it, it looked like a. Uh, a snack? A, it looked like a, a crack. A, cra- a crack, but it looked more like a man's hole to me. <laughs> there we go. It's taking a while, but I got it. 